Ladies and gentlemen, we're back. We are back on Good Morning Bushwick. And we have the man is himself in studio with us here, Chaz Green. How are you doing today, Chaz, man? How are you doing this morning? Thank you. Till bed yeah. up, bro. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, I'm feeling great. There we go. It's a little snowy out, but I'm feeling great. It's a little snowy, but um, this is great tea weather, man. Yes, sir. It so, is, and it, and you know, it's it's also we we have to touch on the name because I you know yesterday we had on a famous name we too. We had Chris Day on. I said that sounds such like Hollywood. I see <laughs> that on the poster. Has anyone ever told you? You mentioned that uh, when I told um, when I was talking about your name earlier. Mm -hmm. You said that you didn't like it in the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, most definitely. Uh, it was just because uh, when I was growing up, you had uh, the people I looked up to were like Jordan, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, and they had sneakers. And if I wanted to be a basketball player, Chaz Green wasn't gonna cut it as a sneaker brand. I don't know, man. I, I, th I think I the, think the Chaz three. I think the Chazes would have worked, man. The really, Chaz would before sure, man. It worked as like the you know Roger Goodell calling your name down, like if you got drafted. <laughs> That's the name that works, man. That name had marketability, yeah. brother. We, we, we tried all different scenarios before we came live. There was a uh, Chaz Green works a lot of ways, man. And now I mean now I mean co-founder of Tro T, man. Yeah. So yeah. uh, how Tro T come to be about, man? Um. Well. Um, it actually came because I uh, I wasn't actually initially a tea drinker. I was working at my old job. I used to work with people with Down syndrome. And um, at the job, I was just really sick one day. Um, and I'd been trying to launch other businesses. Um, just kind of kept stumbling, just, you know, different mistakes and couldn't launch one. And eventually, I was at the job really sick. All we had was Lipton at the job. And Lipton is obviously garbage. Um, and for whatever reason, we didn't have sugar or honey or lemon juice, anything man. to actually <laughs> lighten up the... Just straight yeah. lifting. <laughs> yeah, just straight, straight lifting, man. Like, deal with it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, and after, like, just really just taking a sip, I was like, oh, man, this is horrible. And I, like I said, I'd never been a tea drinker like that. And um, I thought to myself, man, why has nobody done this better? Why has nobody ma actually made flavors people would want? Um, and I just started looking into the industry for about two years. I went to like, expos and took tea classes and courses and... Um, and literally just uh, learned the industry myself, looked at what tea brands were out, and I said, um, you know, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it in my way. I'm going to do it in a way that resonates with me and people I think it would uh, relate to as people who are not even necessarily tea drinkers. And that's where you get uh, trill tea, and you get steeped in culture, and you get that whole premise of, you know, for millennials, by millennials type of thing. Steeped yeah. in culture, I like that one. Man. Thank you. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. You said they have tea classes? Yeah. Yeah, there's, 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 one of the things I've learned, like, working on business, like, this business, and just different things is there's an association for everything right so anything you get into there's an association you gotta learn <laughs> and take classes or whatever you know and yeah there's there's um yeah there's tea, tea um there's tea classes you know and, and uh, obviously in america tea isn't tea is increasing but it's still i think like the sixth most consumed drink in america but it's the second in the world yeah only, only behind water <laughs> tea's big and like so many other places just i mean it's kind of I, I hate to admit it man it's kind of like soccer in the in the mm, u.s mm. it's it's you soccer is the most popular sport in the world mm -hmm. except america absolutely. except the united states of america yeah because we're all about marketing and branding I was just about to say, absolutely i was just about to say that america's game america's <laughs> pastime we're the it's only America's place sport where everyone from other countries could come and live yeah, here they have and then those same there. people would hate immigrants <laughs> yeah, that's about right. That's about right. But it's interesting because a lot of the tea stuff really is, like you said, it, it was, it, it, I tell people all the time that tea was almost like the first ever lifestyle beverage brand, whatever you want to call it. It just hasn't been modernized for like current times and like lifestyle and culture. 
and not in a gimmicky way, but in a way that actually literally is how, the way we live modern yeah, day. You so. look at like old kung fu movies and, and just martial arts films. You see the grandmasters always drinking tea and just yep. eating yeah. white rice. And <laughs> yeah. Look at uh, every every time you see something, they're talking doing something in like England or somewhere in like Britain. So it's tea and biscuits or something. Yeah. Tea yeah. and crumpets. Now, yeah. when you go and actually shop for ingredients, mm-hmm. because I don't know how it works. I don't know if it's like... Lipton is putting out ingredients or, or some other brand is putting out the ingredients. Is there a place to go where you just get raw tea leaf and then yeah, you just I, start? Well, it, it depends on like how you actually run your, your business. So there are some people who actually will, you will source it. So there are, there are people, uh, friends I have in Texas and California that actually like, literally, they will mix it up themselves and um, yeah, and everything. And like they obviously keep it pretty local. Uh, but there are some people who they have uh, like Lipton. Um, Lipton isn't even actually tea leaves. A lot of people don't know that it's actually tea dust. And the reason why that's important is because what they do is they have uh, places out wherever, like out of the country, where it, it was tea leaves at one point. But what they do is they grind it down really fine because it's cheaper to ship as well as to, um, to sell. So if you're drinking Lipton, a lot of times you're drinking like the Celestial Teas. If you're drinking anything that's, that comes in those little square bags, yeah. it's tea dust. It's, it's also easier to mix other yeah. garbage in with it exactly. when it's dust. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's kind of been a thing that... Over the last few years, they've been talking about with uh, Lipton and different brands, them mixing different things in there. Um, and the reason why that's also important is because tea leaves need to expand. That's why um, with Trill Tea, I actually have biodegradable tea, bag, uh, tea bags that we get from Japan where the leaves can actually expand at pyramids. So it, it's it's not some little square thing where it's just, it's just trash. Yeah, it's that weird mucky. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's... So what do you have in this clear bowl right here? Okay. Um, so here I actually have the True Blueberry Matcha. I, I was gonna say when when when, I, when, you, when you opened that, I felt like I smelled blueberries. And I, uh, I didn't want to like seem yeah, like yeah. I was sitting up here tripping balls next with the blueberries. <laughs> no one had blueberries. I didn't see blueberries, yeah. but I, I, I did smell a very you know distinct you know aroma mm-hmm. of blueberries. Nah, absolutely. So, now nah, um, I'm smelling that. Nah, I smelt it like when you opened that. When I, when I leaned over. Yeah, I well, well, that was actually a really big thing for me because um, matcha, interesting enough, like it's 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 very grassy, grassy. I, I don't really like that term because tea people use that term. They say, oh, it's, it's grassy. grassy. What does that even mean? That's, you know. But um, yeah, no. So the reason why um I, I launched uh, with a blueberry matcha was because I, like I said, I wasn't necessarily a tea drinker. So a big thing for me was anything I, I launched and released with, it had to taste good. Like that was a yeah. really big thing for me, right? Um, and and it also had to taste good for other people. Um, so with the true blueberry matcha, um, it really um, is just a, a differentiation from, you know, traditional matcha. And what's interesting with like a lot of cafes, they're making traditional matcha as in, with lattes. And the only reason they're making them in lattes is because matcha tastes nasty by itself. Like traditional matcha tastes nasty by itself. The problem is, is there are certain um, properties in matcha that are good, but when you add the milks and the sugar and everything, that turns into something else. Now you just turn into like McDonald's or something. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, high so, calorie. So I wanted yeah. to kind of like um, I wanted to close that gap. You know, I had a, a blog post on the Trill website where I was talking about how like you know, I grew up on like quarter waters and like you know the little uh, freezer pops. I'm the like most poisonous you gotta taste thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I grew up on that. But I was like, so regardless, like I need my stuff to be healthy, but it still has to taste good. I can't just jump out the window. Yeah, man. I mean, we like you think about what we grew up on, man, and the fact that some of us are even like, man, because you see some people that it made them sicker, man. Like mm-hmm. the people they. Like I even saw something, man, uh, and uh, I forgot where I was reading that last week, and they were talking about like these dollar stores, man, and like how people go there. Like you, you'll see people do their food shopping there, and just because the price of it is cheap, you can get these quick microwavable meals. But they said, like these foods, these processed foods that you know have these cancer-causing ingredients, stuff that makes you sick. 
And he said, like, these dollar stores have the highest concentration of them. And for some people, it's just, it's it's terrible. That's not an option to eat better. That was funny because on the bus ride over here, I was watching the Joe Rogan podcast, and he was talking about um how people say that eating meat is bad for you, and it's actually eating processed meat that's mm-hmm. bad for you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you go out there and you hunt your own food, then, you know, it's, it's going to be good. It's, it's they call it free range yeah. yeah but uh, you look at a lot of the stuff that's in like 99 cent stores stuff that i used to buy when i you know i had the bachelor pad and all yeah. that yeah. if the shelf life could yeah. last more than a year <laughs> then the chances <laughs> are it's not good Absolutely. for you yeah. like how, how much you know how, how much healthy things you think are in, are in the, the ravioli Absolutely. That, that was a, that was a killer brisk to tea is like sunny deed orange juice like yeah, that that was just drink. It's not. That's not even. Like, <laughs> that's not even. <laughs> like you're right. And you know, it's crazy. Water for a long time, man, I couldn't drink regular orange juice in the morning. It's too much acid and mm. mess my jump. Uh, it would mess my stomach. So it's either like apple juice or Sunny D. Like, mm. and Sunny D when it, when you grind your teeth after you drink Sunny it's D, you, it feels film. like sandpaper. Yeah, like, yeah, what the hell? Like you feel Absolutely. that weird film. Like I've gotten off of Sunny D like as an adult. I still like it. Like. Sometimes if I go away and like, like yo breakfast juice like let's get some sunny D man, yeah, like, yeah. Yep. let's just do it. And parents encourage that too, right? Like it's like because the they 90s fall for the all, marketing. Yeah, like the marketing in the nineties. The marketing is like hey, yeah. just as much vitamin C. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Vitamin C fortified, <laughs> good enough for me. <laughs> like nah, what Wish Chappelle said, and it's the the little, little black kid in the back of the commercial. He's like, I want that drink. <laughs> <laughs> That was a really big thing. Like, I, I pay attention to like a lot of that, um, just especially like branding and marketing. And like one of the big things, um, like I said, I talked about like steeping in culture being like kind of a tagline. One of the big things for me is okay, how can I make tea cool essentially um, and cool to a point where even the the youth are going to want to drink that. Um, similar to what like Beats by Dre did for uh, headphones. Yeah, kind of want to do that for tea. And and what that does now, you have a bunch of people that are making different decisions just because it's cool now. You know, and it's just not killing. And and you don't have to pay two hundred, three hundred dollars to buy in. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's important too. That's funny because we were talking about yesterday whether or not, you know, not whether or not, but the fact that celebrities have this power that once they put something out, because we made a comment about um, why don't recycle. celebrities recycle? Like if, celebrity, if a celebrity goes on his Instagram nah, and like, makes it cool to recycle. If celebrities would, would made it cool, that? like yep. if a Drake or a Khaled mm-hmm. or somebody mm-hmm. who on Snapchat has tens of millions of followers, one of the Jenners or Kardashians, said, hey, guys, let's be more energy efficient. Let's be green. Let's, you know, let's recycle. And they made it cool. You know how many people would start following and recycling and Earth Day and all these things that you want people to be involved in, but now people would just willingly, like, involve themselves because... A celebrity told them, "Hey, it's cool." Absolutely, but that's like, that's that's very much American culture, right? That is American culture, <laughs> yeah, without right. a doubt, to a yeah. team. American culture, and it's sad because you got all these celebrities, and they would attach themselves to a liquor company before a tea yeah. company. Yeah, but what's funny is that like it, it's it, it's going to change. It's going to change. Not not saying that they're going to stop doing that, but with, like with the work I do. Um, whether it be by the time I get there or somebody just try to rip off the idea of drill tea, eventually people are going to realize that tea can be, uh, podcasters can drink tea, um, singers drink tea before going to the studio, comedians drink tea. Like It just has to be positioned in a way where it actually fits and it's branded, not just a half-naked woman on Instagram showing the, the, the I'm tea bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Want to yeah. get tea bagged? Yeah, that's actually <laughs> Trill tea. Yeah, it actually fits. Like, it, it, and You know how you can tell? Wearing nothing but a tea bag. <laughs> but you know how you can tell? You see, you'll see celebrities actually drinking tea occasionally. And um, what's interesting about that, usually celebrities don't show anything unless they're like sponsored or whatever. And these people just drink tea. There's no tea brand saying, oh, let me sponsor you. No, 
these people just drinking tea. I saw a That's picture. That's true too. I saw a picture of uh, Quavo from the Migos. He was drinking tea. There was no brand. He just, just drink tea. <laughs> it's just what it is. So that's just closing the gap. That's what I tell people. I just close the gap between the uh, the product and the. And I mean, the but customer. everyone does drink tea, man. How many people do we know? Like they say before they go on stage, mm-hmm. they need tea or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. But they, they don't consider that. themselves tea drinkers. That's the because the, there's a, a stigma thing. with yeah, absolutely. it. Absolutely, I don't know. Like, why does tea? Like, why why is there stigma on tea drinkers? Not stigma on coffee drinkers. What's the stigma Be- on tea drinkers? I'm gonna tell you what I think it is personally. Um, I personally believe coffee has been. Um, has been uh, turned into a synonym over the course of decades with like hard work and the American way of like get up, work hard, and grind, and so people just kind of like put the two together. Um, Start your day off right yeah, with coffee. Yeah, we have Folgers, Folgers. Or whatever. Yeah, say, Folgers yeah, in your cup. Absolutely. Um, but now people are saying that it may like depending on the coffee you're having, what you're putting in it, like it may not be the best bet. And you, they're like millennials are actually starting to surpass uh, um, with tea. Starting to surpass coffee with tea, like consumption. So like that, it's not out of the realm of thought. And I think the younger generation, I think, is gonna kind of keep that going. I mean, when you think of cleansing the body, yep. I mean, the tea is always brought up, but it's one of those things that, for me, when I see people drinking tea, those people more often than not are people that are focused like on opening their pineal gland and actually, you know, yep. meditating and and mm-hmm. living healthy and and coffee drinkers, they don't have like. I'm a coffee drinker, and I'm probably the most unhealthy person in the room. Yeah. No. So, but coffee didn't like you know Chaz just said, man. A lot of people loaded up with sugar. You know, a lot of you know different creamers and stuff. The amount of sugar that I put in the coffee, yeah, it's yeah. insane, yeah. bro. And yeah. I'm staring at and it every day. I'm the one that makes my coffee. Yeah. Yeah. People don't take that into account. People yeah. don't take stuff like that into account. Like when everybody's on these, uh, like when Starbucks does these weird frappuccino flavors. And like mm-hmm. you see the amount of sugar in those drinks, like and people just pound like, oh, third one today, like yeah. <laughs> 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 now, I think that's gonna be like people like always give me a hard time with this, but I always tell people like I think that's gonna be like the end of Starbucks, like coming out with those drinks because that's not what they were even like known. They weren't known for like okay, we're gonna give you like the the unicorn whatever like that. Unicorn, that's a problem. the zombie, this, mm-hmm. the shit. They're like nah, that's man. a problem. But um, I I, I kind of um. They're yeah, tra- they try too hard. Th- those were kids. Like, like, it, it was for for it was for adults who wanted that child. Like, oh my god! And you know what drove it too? Social media. I tell yeah. people all the time. There was never and just to, on social media. There was never such a thing as a gender reveal party. Or and now people, we had no idea it's what the hell that was. Essentially, two baby showers. Yeah. People were getting duped into two baby yeah. showers, <laughs> and it's a thing now because of social media. And everyone has to like play catch up and keep up with everyone. Look at that handcrafted. Yeah, it's, it's even handcrafted on stage. Try to get this logo out of here. Let's get this that Poland uh, spring. They call it the chasen, the whisk, the matcha whisk. So it's a Japanese uh, matcha ceremony, um, where literally you just uh, you put the matcha in, um, uh, you pour a little bit of uh, water, usually about like around 175, 106 degrees. It doesn't have to be exact. That's just me being like you know crazy about it, but. Um, you put that in, you you whisk it a little bit, you add a little bit more water, and then you just kind of mix it up again. The blueberries, man. I smell the blueberries. Thank you. I actually wanted to call it Smurfberry at first, but Smurf that would have been a problem. But yeah. true, true Blueberry was actually based off the, the Jordan the threes. Yeah. The Jordan threes, yes, sir. True Blue threes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. It's like a whisk. Are you meant to whisk it? Or? Yeah, yeah, this is a whisk. This is a matcha whisk. So this is a cha scent. So it's, a, it's just a matcha whisk. That's all it is. So you, you whisk it in M shapes. They say M or W. That's all you do with that, and you really break it up. So with with matcha, like vigorously or lightly? Um, lightly is fine. Lightly is fine. Doesn't as long as you do it for a little bit. Um, and matcha, 
all it really is is just crushed green tea. So with like you know with green tea you have leaves or whatever literally all it is is just um, a crushed version of that and it gives you um, about a third the um, caffeine of a cup of coffee, and um, the reason why is because you're actually drinking the the powder like you're drinking the actual leaf. It's not you're not steeping it through anything. So um, but it doesn't give you the. So jitters. you're getting everything. You're out getting of it. everything, but there's something called L-theanine, and with L-theanine it's just a calming energizer, right? So when you drink it, you know you have to worry about like feeling like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Weird. My you first, stop uh, my first couple <laughs> days with coffee uh, last week, man. It took me a while, man. Like I was before my body adjusted. Like, hey, man, let's. Uh, some water that was funny though but um yeah so like he, he was wired for a yeah while. i was wired man like i was like yo like i'm a i'm a nap taker man I, i'll say it right now <laughs> no, i take naps it's nothing that i i love you know one of my favorite pastimes is sleeping um <laughs> and <laughs> well, that's a millennial thing my first try with coffee that's not the roach i think i want roach to try that first and oh, i'm nervous I don't know, man. It's about the blueberries, man. Is it really hot? Hmm? No, I shouldn't. And uh, how's that? How's that going down for you? Taste the blueberries. Taste the blueberries. <laughs> I taste the blueberries, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> taste the blueberries. The blueberries have landed. Let's see. Where is the and uh, tablespoon? It tastes tablespoon. good for tea. It tastes oh. good. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. For tea, it tastes good. I appreciate that. Do you, uh, are you urged to dip your sandwich in it? No, no, no. no. So, <laughs> so, no, so what's, what's cool, what's cool, what's cool no. with that, too, is that um, you can put it into, like, shakes. If you go into the gym, if you, you can put it into really anything. I used to put it in uh, Shabani. Uh, I used to put it in all kinds of stuff, honestly. Man. And, so um, it doesn't have to just be, like, a tea. You can, no, it doesn't. Man. It doesn't. That's what's really cool about it. So you can actually transport it and all that good stuff. Uh, Morning. She's and, uh, back. Our live studio audience member. Thank you. I'm gonna let it cool off a little bit, but yes, yeah, no smell the blueberries, man. It man. was. Uh, you know, I love fresh fruit, man. This was. Mm. The, I mean, I was nervous about today. <laughs> I know you were. I know you I was were. Nervous. I woke up. <laughs> <laughs> coffee guy. It was like classic cappuccino, man. No, absolutely. Um, but that was like, like I said, that was a big thing. Was for me, like I said, I wasn't a, like a huge tea drinker, so I knew that like whatever I launched, like. Um, there, there had to be flavor to it. There had to be something that um, people could really resonate with, even if they weren't tea drinkers. So a lot of the work I do is spent um, positioning it in a way where people who are not even tea drinkers would at least try it. Because when they try it, they're like, oh, man, this is this is tea? different. Like, yeah, man. Sexy black bag right yes, there. Yes, man. Oh, no, our packaging, and, like, in general, like, that's, like, just so normal. But I don't know if you saw, you saw the site and actually looked at it. Oh, I did it, see it, yeah. Yeah, we definitely um, put time to Matter like, fact, just the packaging Let's, let's pull up the website. Yeah, pull up the website, man. Let's show the people online the website. Man. So... Can we get a shot? Yeah. You can actually buy the tea on the website as well. You can see the shopping cart on the top right. But look at this beautiful uh, selection of tea. I love the triangles. Like nice. it, it makes a... Nice. Uh, Appreciate it. I mean, that, that's like the importance of, like I said, the tea bags. Because those are biodegradable tea bags, so the tea can expand in the bag to actually give you a like, really great flavor. See this right here? That's the, that's the blueberry magic. That's what we're drinking magic. right now, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. So uh, what other flavors do you have? Uh, um, currently, um, so there's uh, lemon courage, uh, there's nuts and apples, um, so far goji, um, and, uh, and the true blueberry matcha. We sold out of Ginger Hendrix and uh, OG Phoenix Berry. Yeah. Yeah. Ginger yeah. Hendrix. Yeah, if you go to the shopping cart, you can actually see some of the stuff. Um, like right there, you can right there, shop the collection. Right shop, the, the, oh, shop the collection. Yeah, you should be able to click on Boom. that. 
Oh yeah. So um, these are reasonable prices. These are prices that yeah, I thought it was gonna be like. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to find that that delicate balance of everything. So um, the goal of Trill T as as a as a business and as a brand, um, I tell people to to essentially inspire a junior high school version of myself, right? And what that means is, uh, when I was in junior high school, uh, I'm 29, so when I was in junior high school, um, I, there were two things I did. Um, I used to go to school, I was uh, mixed, so you had all different types of people in it, right? And um, one day I heard, uh, there was a, an Asian girl, and she says, oh, um, she wanted Gucci or Louis Vuitton or something, right? I said, oh, I, you know, I can get you that, I can get you that, because I knew I was going to my neighborhood, I was like, I can get you that, so I, I got it for her, right? Then um, a bunch of the other girls, just in general, like all the different girls from school, like, oh, well, we want stuff too, so I'd pick it up for them. Eventually, over the course of doing this for like a couple months or something, making like a lot of money, I realized, I found out that they were fake, so I stopped doing it, right? Dang. So I stopped doing it, right? Um, around that time as well, um, I was a huge Allen Iverson fan, right? Huge. Like, I'm talking about braids, the clothes, sneakers, played basketball nonstop, right? And um, eventually what I realized over the course of time um, was if a brand and an entrepreneur gave me the same feeling that Allen Iverson gave me back in junior high school, I would have just stayed an entrepreneur from junior high school. I would have just got into different things, mm -hmm. you know. So my essentially the brand is all based around the idea of creating that lifestyle that would give me a modern day version feeling of what Allen Iverson did to people when I was in junior high school. Shit. Uh, so that's essentially like why. That's interesting. Yeah, that is, thanks. man. I don't think anyone's ever gave us that elab uh, elaborate of an answer as to why they got into anything or why they want to keep moving forward in it, man. And I think uh, like we were even saying that like the other day last week, and we said we we're going to discuss it on air, man. Is what would you tell like a 15, 14 year old version of yourself, man, if you mm. could? Mm. And I like I don't know what I would tell me, man. Probably I mean, make all the mistakes you're gonna make, kid, and right. you'll still be okay at the end of the day. <laughs> or you know, what do you tell yourself, young? At fifteen years old, uh, I'd probably tell myself that in a few months my mom is gonna throw away all my Pokemon cards so to find a better hiding spot. Hey, I sold Pokemon cards too, man. I was, I, I <laughs> I was heavy on the Pokemon, Pokemon cards. I had about 5,000, 6,000 comic Damn. books. Mm. That was, oh, that was, it was all in the trash. There's no sugar in there? Yeah, no, it's a little bit oh. of sugar cane. A little bit of sugar cane, but it's not like, you know, it's all healthy though. But it's brown. It's, it's brown, yeah, it's mixed in. So it's, it's not like, so you know, like adding. You, you don't have to add sugar add, to yeah, this. You don't have to add anything else. Oh my God, this is amazing. That's cool. Thank you. It's very good. No, it is good. Thank you for that. Oh my God, this is delicious. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like I said, it's made to not have to add the milk and all the extra stuff. Oh my God. <laughs> I gotta say, I was a little bit scared when you handed me the cup. Nah, man. <laughs> I know they wouldn't steer me wrong. <laughs> this looks like Ninja Jeez, Turtles. This is yeah. delicious. Yeah, green, green, like green drinks used to scare me too. Like they kind of like green in general. It's like, oh, yeah, man. This looks like one this? of this looks like one of those weird, <laughs> super healthy like yeah. wheatgrass shots. Yeah, 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 yeah. It tastes phenomenal. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I like how the. Um, that's good, man. That's Appreciate good tea. That. That's Appreciate some good that. matcha. So you have damaged box uh, yeah. teas too. So would they get them at a discounted price. Yeah, I literally just started at like probably like three days ago, just because I had them and I was like, man, what am I gonna do with these? And I knew I was obviously I wasn't gonna sell them to people, so I wasn't selling at full price. I was like, but I have to, you know, because everything uh, with the business is self-funded. So I put all yeah. the money up and went through all the source and everything. So uh, I was like, I have to get them out, um, and uh, I figured that'd be one way to go. Entrepreneurial spirit, man. That's how a lot of uh. Big brands do it, man. Clearance. That's why yeah, there's a clearance absolutely. out, man. Absolutely. Something that is unnoticeable to your eye got that marked down to a price. Yeah. And um, and just learning the business, honestly, because a lot of what I'm trying to do hasn't necessarily been done. So a lot of it is trial and error, right? Like um, I have a, a shirt on there that we had for sale 
and the design didn't even come out the way I wanted it to, but it, the premise was when people were wearing like those tour shirts a couple years ago, that's when I, I actually released that because I'm like, there's no other T brand that's gonna even understand culture, like just where things are at. So um, I tend to tell people that if Coca-Cola owns the word happiness as a brand, Trill T, the, the aim is to own the word culture. So we have to know what the new thing is. We have to know every, like yeah. literally everything. Um, I spend the majority of my time, I honestly spent with like 19 year olds, 20 year olds to kind of see where they're at. I'm 29. And I'm like kind of around and just hanging with them, just learning and, and, and building. So are they Generation Z? They are, they, you know, it's weird because I think they're technically Generation Z, but what's interesting is when you actually hang out with them, their reference points are like incredible, right? So I'll give you a great example. Uh, my creative director, uh, he just turned 20. He was mentioning Eddie Murphy's party all the time the other day. Jeez. And I'm like, How does a 20 year old yeah, know I'm, that yeah, song? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We were talking about, you know, and that's, I think. A lot like of times, YouTube generation. Yeah, YouTube dancing. helps. YouTube helps a lot. YouTube. But what's interesting is a lot of times, you know, it's easy to like for us to give them a hard time, or whatever. Just like the old people can give us a hard time occasionally. Uh, but when you actually around them, you see, oh wow, this is this is a little bit different than what I thought. Like, um, I always pay attention to, I guess, uh, culture and like, the, like I guess the zeitgeist, whatever the zeitgeist dictates. And I feel like for our generation, at least from what I gather from it, a lot of it to me, I felt like I I felt was like the bling bling era, where like it was kind of about the look, right? <laughs> it was kind of about. Whereas I feel like with their generation, they're yeah, okay bling, with bling. slumming it. They're okay with like, you know, they're like, most of them will sew, they cut and sew their own clothing. I'm like, nobody in my generation was cut and sewing anything. <laughs> I was like, they weren't doing, not at, not at 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old. You know, they weren't even really photographers from where, what's going to be yeah. by. So, you know, but now they're doing that stuff so young that. They're it, starting young, man. Yeah. Like they have, I think, uh, I think technology has a big part to play. Mm, yeah. Man, they have access with to so much more easier than mm. like we got it. We got yeah, a lot so. of stuff later in life. Absolutely. Where, as opposed to kids younger now getting exposed to it young, you know how many ki kids now know how to, you know, open an iPhone. One, two years old, slide it open, start an app. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so so I I didn't want to you know bring this question to the forefront without actually verifying that you had some uh, affiliation with it. I see on the blog you listed a marijuana company is listed in the U.S. stock exchange for the first time. Yeah, so yeah. are you a marijuana enthusiast? Um, to, I, so I don't smoke or drink. I'm going to throw that out there now. I don't smoke a drink, but I know that people do. And one of my big things, like I said, of understanding culture is knowing I don't want to give you, I tend to help you with, with, with what I do with my work is to aim at the people at home, mm -hmm. who you are at your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's not because I think that uh, when I look at most of the brands I see, 99% of them, they're not actually true. They're, I tell people it's kind of like the Brady Bunch type of feel. They give you like a, you know, you turn on television, you see, oh, it's like, Everything is like, you know, hey. it's like, hey, yeah. yeah. And my thing is like, no, I want to. My um, life is great. Yeah, essentially, if I had to put it down to words, I'd say I'd want Trill T to be kind of like, I want it to be the vigilante of the tea industry. I want it to be almost the vice of, you know, tea. So a lot of what I do is really about not shock and awe, but really just know this is what's happening. So as I introduce other it's things. Real life, man. Like, yeah, I mean, exactly, yeah. Yeah. If people would have. And, you know, and people smoke and drink. People do that. That's a real person. That's not like some. Yeah. People do it, man. I think I, I, I find it crazy that uh, with all that's known, the bad that uh, alcohol and tobacco do to you, those are considered yeah. legal, yeah. you know, substances. And marijuana, a plant which has no, like, real adverse effects that can be documented scientifically. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And this is uh, a crime. A plant's a crime. And, uh, a it, plant it's, it's always is a crime. It, it's insane. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me. Yeah. Are there any... Marijuana infused teas out there. There are, there are. I have a. It's funny. I have a lot of friends that tell me you should do it. You should do it. I'm like, I don't even know the legal ramifications of that yet. I'm like, <laughs> At I'm least like, in New York know. State. Yes, man. Like, you were like in Colorado, or Washington, like, man. Yeah. You'd be good money, man. I'm but like, I, yeah, like, New yeah, York I'm, State for that reason. And you know what? 
I think it's time we start to believe in the truth, man, and through this voting process, man. Mm. I think uh, we should start. We should get someone on the midterms, man. Mm. Someone who's willing to drive our initiatives, man. Mm. We need to get it legalized, man. Mm. After reading through that whole report, like uh, New York City consumes the most marijuana by volume of any city That's in crazy. the world, of That's any crazy. entire world. If we taxed it, they would make like 180 million extra dollars in revenue. Mm-hmm. And with all the problems with public housing, with the MTA, with the streets, with the schools, with all the problems, I think 180 million extra dollars might go some sort of distance. I'm just gonna throw that out there, man. But um, if it's used for the right a, things, yeah, if it's used for the right things, and that's just taxed at a normal rate. If you want to tax it at New York, New York City rate, which you know people pay a little more, like I'm pretty sure you make a little more. You know, and it, it comes down to distribution and redistribution. Absolutely. So I was reading about, you know, yesterday we were talking about Toys R Us, how it's closing down. There's an article saying that Toys R Us is closing its doors, but they thank the CEO with a million dollar, yeah, a couple yeah, million dollars yeah. of a bonus. That's about right. Like, mm-hmm. how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? You're firing all these people with jobs with kids. Yep. Yep. Uh, probably not getting severance packages. Not at all. Mm-hmm. Probably, you know, any who has accrued sick time, vacation time, not going to be allowed to use that now. And it's just, hey, your last day is this day. Yep. Out the doors. Absolutely. You know, as uh, I was actually telling... Erica, while she was sitting there yesterday, that was uh, my first real job out of high school was at Toys R Us. And I remember. it turned me on to the real world, man. Um, I remember. It's the reason I started drinking. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, man. I really wasn't a heavy drinker. I had drank a few times in high yeah, school, a yeah. couple sips here and there. But I did not become a heavy drinker I until I started working at Toys R Us. Mm. And that place just beat the spirit out of me, man. And then couple that with doing security where I was for the last 10 years. And... I really told people, man, I was turned off to working a regular job, man, mm. like ever again. Like I, like I told people, like, I don't ever want to work hard to make someone rich again. Absolutely. Like to give them that much hard work and honesty and get nothing from it. Yeah. Like, I, like I'll never do that again in my life. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I think, I feel like the younger generation is definitely like caught on to that because I don't think people speak enough about, because um, I, I almost call like the younger generation like the, the, the post-recession kids almost because you know, we saw what th- things were a certain way <laughs> before the recession. Then when, yeah. Once the recession hit, pretty much everything changed. You saw stores closing down. You saw people with just different mentalities. You saw people losing jobs after that. We years. saw, we didn't see the recession our parents saw in the 80s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw, like, recession light. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, like, us sitting up here, we saw how bad it got for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Kids don't, m- might not really have that recollection. They could say levels were depression level ever bad, but we didn't experience that. Because yep. we had the internet. Mm-hmm. And with the internet, you can make money without even leaving your house. You can make money in China Absolutely. from New York. Absolutely. So Absolutely. once, we, and that, that's when it comes down to when you have big box brands like Amazon, where they have such a powerful affiliate program mm-hmm. that for, you know, you punch in a few codes on a website and you just upload you know five thousand products that have to do with whatever it is that your blog is about Absolutely. then you can make money and you know kids nowadays they know these things they know Absolutely. that you can make money anywhere kids, you can make I money mean, on your phone you, you can do a lot man and i think um i think this generation man it, there's a lot of them caught on man a lot of them i mean and, and you think about it man a lot of them came up a lot of them came uh, i don't want to i hate using this term but came of age during the whole Occupy thing, Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Occupy, That's a good point too, yeah. You know, during these That's movements. So point. they're witnessing this, they're witnessing, it's almost like, I want to say this younger jit, uh, you know, though we were, you know, I just made the whole Tide Pod joke. 
I will say this whole <laughs> this younger generation, it's kind of like the people who like wanted to stand for justice and like uh, you know treated them absolutely. like hippies in the sixties. That's and the exactly 70s. what it is, yeah. and that's what they're like. Yeah, that's and that's what that's what they see. The people who want to see a shift and a change in social justice and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, you know, I, I obviously wasn't alive back in the 60s and 70s to speak on it at all. But these kids are a lot like that. And, um, you know. But that makes me even think, because it was funny, I was going to say that earlier, just because when you look at um, around the 60s and 70s, you look at how many actual businesses were even created back then. Because, like, the time period kind of, like, was okay. With, it was okay with yeah. you kind of doing your own thing, kind of like having long hair and just enjoying yourself. It was, it was like, really relaxing on the early, like, stricter American culture, yeah. like, standards. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's where it got looser, you know, disco music. Mm-hmm. Before that, you had the <laughs> swing and doo-wop in the 60s. Absolutely. And that really started loosening culture. Rock and roll. Yeah. Like, people weren't ready for that, man. Absolutely. So you know all the different dances of all the different eras? Hell no. Because <laughs> it was, like, the history of dance video. He was just... Disco and no, it's just, but that's the way music went. You think of the way, and you honestly think of it. We, we could always use music as an analogy. The way, like I could say, we feel, but you hang out with a lot of younger kids, so yeah. you have, you probably have to listen to the mumble rap and the. Uh, they listen to everything. I don't think people understand. Like, they listen like one day to like, he'll send like my guy like it's a few to my hang with, but like my guy one day he'll send me something that may be like trippy red, but then the next day he might be like. Noriega, like it, it, it's they're very the way they listen to music is just. It's I just say next that level. they listen to music, but they're un, like it's just because it, it's targeted at their age group. They're un, there are a lot of kids, unfortunately, grouped in with it. Like let's use MVOE, uh, Vela's little brother, his cousin, Mike. Like and Vinny. they're young, yeah, Mike and Vinny. Uh, well, you know, Ginger and Vinny. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't call him. I mean, uh, Ginger and Mike. I don't call Vince, Vincent uh, by his name, but I always call him Ginger. You gotta see a picture um, of him. But uh. They don't really listen to that music, and that's mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. That's their age, and they don't. They, they don't listen to that you shit. Mean, at you all. mean um, you mean like the early? They don't listen to like who's out now. And yeah, they don't really young listen to these guys out now. They gotcha. listen to like gotcha. music. You think they were artists listening to music? But even like uh, you know, even though Fife does mess with it, look at Fife. Like how far Fife, back he yeah. goes. He's like with us. Like how Very far back we could go taste. with music because of you know our older siblings Absolutely. that put us on, man. I, I think the thing that kind of messes up too is because. They're a lot more experimental with things. Like you know, it's funny. Like I'm 29. I hang out with them, and like I literally, I like dyed my my uh, goatee blonde like not too long ago. <laughs> just because, like, <laughs> like, hey, because there's one of the things I appreciate with them, and I know what I'm trying to do like with the brand, like with Trill T. I'm like, all right, well the whole the whole premise is to be true to yourself. So everything I do about the brand is like, okay, you being able to live your truth. When you think about people walking back in the day with Starbucks, they felt something. With Trill T, I want them to feel the same thing. But I want them to feel whatever the thing is, because people go into their jobs, they go into whatever it is they do. Um, and they can't speak the way they want to speak. They can't maybe dress the way they want to dress. They can't, you know, um, have their hair the way they want to wear it. So um, I say that to say, hang around the younger generation. It kind of breaks. It's almost like you break the the formulate way you've been raised. Because our generation was definitely we're getting into that space of yeah. like almost um, there's something called hypnotic rhythm um, in a book that was called uh, Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Really good book. But um, hypnotic rhythm is pretty much outwitting the devil. Out outwitting the devil. Outwitting the devil. Yeah, it's, a, it's not a religious book. It's just a really it's a great read. Y'all should check it out. But um, some called hypnotic rhythm, and hypnotic rhythm is pretty much you get to a space where you've been doing something for so long you can't even break out of it no more. And my thing, I was like, I'm only 29. <laughs> like, I'm like, I can't get to that space. No. It's scary, man. Like yeah, I, I told my I've told my mom that before. It was scary, like working the job I had previously to wake up. Younger, and I'm talking before I hurt my back, 24, 25. And the hours I was working, the time of day I was working, I was like, it, it sucks at this age to wake up 
and hate your job. Mm. And and people like my mom kept trying to tell me, oh, maybe you should go to school. Like school's not the fucking answer. Mm. School's not the answer. Listen, I went to school three times, mm. same school, dropped out all three times. Wow. Right? In 10 years, well, now it's like closer to 15 years because it was 2004 I graduated. I worked probably like 55 jobs. Wow. So yeah. it's, it's not even like I never woke up and hated my job. I hated that I had to have a job. Like, mm. I hated that. Mm. I, mm. I, hate, I know. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah. like I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all I wanted to do was, you know, play music and be on TV, and and and, and I was always doing graphic design and web design, so I could make money off the laptop. But having to get up and go to a temp office, mm -hmm. and then they send you to another place that don't care. Like, I've worked at so many different jobs. You can't tell me that employees are cared for. Yeah, they're not because I mean, well, I got my corporate first culture. You're you're just a name on a sheet. Absolutely. I got my first real dose of that when I hurt my back, man, in the runaround they gave me. Like, I hurt my back here doing my job that I've done for the last, at that point, I've been there six years. I've been working for you six years here, and I hurt my back doing my job. Not something outside my job. I wasn't goofing off. Like, I hurt my back doing my job. And the runaround I got for that, the bullshit excuse I was given, which was a lie, and which is why I believe I eventually did win. It's like, come on, guys. Like, you're going to lie to me to my face. And that offended me more than anything. You're going to lie to me and say we were mandated to do something, which we were never told, which has never been enforced, and still isn't to this day enforced. Mm. And, um... But didn't when you hurt your back, we started Bud and Roach? Yeah, I tell people wow. all the time wow. that had to happen. That's wow. why I tell people like that had to happen. I had to hurt my back because if I was if I didn't hurt my back the day that we initially came with the uh, idea to do that, that was my first day back to work that week. Yeah, that was usually my day back to work Wednesday. We came with the idea on Wednesday. We won't air that next Monday. Mm -hmm. That Monday that came around, not even a whole week. Um, yeah, we got that up pretty quick. Yeah, nice. and uh, we got the idea Wednesday. I would have been at work that Wednesday. For goddamn half price Wednesdays. Mm. And just, I'll throw it out there. I worked at Dave & Buster's. Uh, I ran the security for a while. Mm. Um, came up to him, started regular supervisor manager, then had a security. But um, but I dealt with drunk people, man, for, like, that was my work life. Just dealing with rowdy drunks, mm. people that don't know how to act, mm. people that feel entitled to stuff. And that wears you down, man. Yeah. Like, that wears you down. Like, it beats you down, man. And I just... That's 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 very interesting because, cause as I, like I said, I work with people with Down syndrome. And... Um, one of the reasons I work with people with Down syndrome um, was because um, I didn't go to school either. And um, one of the things I, I paid attention to with like, just mentors and just people kind of around me was that at that time period, um, there were a couple options if you weren't going to college. Um, either you worked a job that made you that made you a decent amount of money, but it was it was not real money, but it, maybe for that age it was. Um, for that but, age it was yeah, good. But you had no time on your hands, right? Or you were tired all the time, whatever. You, you only had a couple days off and you were just exhausted. Um, or... I could um, pretty much choose a job that could pay me like really low money, um, but I have a lot of time on my hands. And that's why I ended up going to the place with people with Down syndrome because it was a house, you had downtime all day long. And at that point, I picked up actually a love of reading and like learning, just literally on the job, literally like, I'm talking eight hours of me just finishing a book, like just solid in the book. 